0: Welcome to the Dog Spot Podcast with Melanie and Katie, where we're going to talk about everything dogs, especially wellness. That includes dog behavior, force grooming, nutrition, and lifestyle tips.
1: This podcast is for general information only. It's not intended for medical advice, diagnostic, or treatment. Make sure to always check with your vet and consult when needed, or talk with your pet care specialist for specific advice for your pup. All right, welcome back, guys. Episode six. So today we're going to be talking all about puppies, and this is actually going to be a two-part episode. Yeah,
0: part one for today, we're going to start about the first steps of getting a puppy and how to prepare, so the before, and then next episode, part two, is that once you have your puppy, what are the care and wellness tips that we're going to give you? Everything regarding puppies.
1: Yeah. So it's going
0: to be really fun.
1: So this is going to be uh, definitely your strength in this uh, these episodes. <laughs> I've never actually raised a puppy. I got Chef when he was about four and a half or five. Mm. And um, I mean, I definitely know about nutrition when it comes to puppies, but I don't know about any of the behaviors. I've only known what I've seen with you and Afina. So yeah. I'm very excited for these yeah, next two episodes.
0: Exactly. So I've had... Recently, I have Athena now. She's five months, so she's still a puppy, and I'm still in this whole p- puppy process. Pro- puppy <laughs> puppy, puppy. process. <laughs> puppy process. So it's really recent in my, my mind, and a lot of times now, because it's spring, people start adopting puppies now, yeah. or w- they want to adopt a puppy by maybe summer or the season, so reason why we're talking about this now. Yeah,
1: very relevant.
0: Very relevant. So, and then not long ago, I had another dog, uh, for five years, Layla, and so it's kind of still recent for my mind. Five years before Layla, it was Mila, and Mila was about ten years, and that for me was like I had no training, no courses when I got Mila.
1: So you're gonna be able to tell us from I'll the I'll tell beginning. you the difference from yeah. all of
0: these different situations, all the dogs I've ever had. What was my process and what happened and what how I'm much changed. time in
1: between and yeah
0: but from training Mila with no experience not being a dog trainer and then being a dog trainer i thought by being a dog trainer i'm like i'm gonna be a professional Layla's gonna be perfect <laughs> and it was not easy <laughs> so it's not because you're a dog trainer and you go to school that it's, you're just gonna have an easy life and even now i told myself forget about having a perfect dog. I just want a dog and mm-hmm. I'll accept my dog as is.
1: Absolutely. You can't you can't tell ahead of time what you're going to be dealing with. No.
0: No. I mean to a certain extent. To a certain extent exactly.
1: <laughs> Which is what we're going to talk so about. So, let's
0: get into that. How is what is the beginning? What are the first steps? How does it work? So, yeah, so let's th- say we're talking. Okay. You want to get a puppy. I want to get a puppy. I want to get a puppy. All right. How do you start? So, these are really for either knew the people that've never had a pet before mm-hmm. or people that already've had dogs before in the past or they say they had pets with their parents but they never really personally had a dog. Yeah. They have maybe preferences for certain breeds. But now a lot of people sometimes if they haven't owned the dog, they'll just go for physical appearance. Yeah, so that's
1: something that I've definitely noticed is that people will see a dog that they find they find themselves very attracted to the way that the dog looks you know um they really like the 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 shape or they find them cute and i want this kind of dog they're so cute or you
0: see it in a movie and you yeah. are like oh my god i love this dog so much it's so yeah. smart let me go which of
1: course you're gonna see a cute animal obviously you're gonna fall in love with it yeah but it really feels like it this comes is with a
0: huge package yeah and this is kind of the
1: most backwards way to actually get a dog because Absolutely. you have to look at the breed you have to look at the history of the breed. What job does this dog have? What are the common tendencies that this dog's gonna have? What's your lifestyle? How are you gonna fit into How that? How is your
0: life gonna change getting a dog?
1: In general. In general. Yeah.
0: So it's not just I'll get a dog and I'll just be in the house and everything's gonna be the same as it was before because it won't.
1: Oh no, it won't. Even grooming and maintenance. How many t- are you gonna have to brush? Do you not have to brush? Is it a simple coat? Is it a double coat? You're going to need to get it cut all the time? So this is so many things, so many things that are overlooked. About.
0: There's so many things to think about. Like I, I have so many clients, they tell me like when they we start our puppy class or they come for grooming and they stay with me because I, for my service, I do uh, force-free, fear-free grooming and I have my clients stay. Like it's a type of service that I say, look, your dog is not stressed. We're teaching your dog not to be nervous with grooming. So I personally don't mind if you stay. Yeah. And, well, I get to talk with clients a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they talk to me about their experience. And I'm like, a lot of people, they say, well, I should have known. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't do my research properly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So a lot of new owners with my clients, I get to do a lot of conversations. And I hear a lot about this. And now what we're going to talk about is that how to do it properly. Awesome. Or just to start on the right foot getting a dog because getting a dog unfortunately what what's gonna often happen is that people will abandon eventually even as still a puppy when people tell me like oh my dog got abandoned and i adopted it and it's five months six months seven months and i'm like oh my god that's horrible
1: and what do you think that does to the dog first of all as it's first mentally mentally
0: speaking it's very bad yeah yeah. for any dog two years old five years old seven years old yeah. a senior I find that very very sad yeah. when you're uh, like abandoning your dog as it's uh, old like, if I
1: could honestly I've always said this if if I had the place and the time and the money for it I would take oh, in yeah. all the b- old old dogs they need a place to go and be happy they're and, and nap <laughs>
0: they're, they're gentle souls they need like,
1: to nap in the sun oh <laughs> uh, yeah
0: so it's uh. really like to prevent Abandonment. Yeah. This is pretty much one thing is that we love dogs so much, even if it's not our personal dog. Mm-hmm. Me, when I see dogs being abandoned, mm-hmm. I can't go to shelters. I cry. Yeah. When it's I see them all there and I can't bring them all home, I, I just cry. I just, I just can't, I can't do it.
1: Uh, I passed a shelter the other day and just passing the building. I was like, uh, I wonder
0: who needs help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's sad. Yeah, very. So start with... What's the first thing we do is choosing a breed.
1: Yeah, so there's different groups of breeds. And not a lot of people know this. You know, some of them will just hear of the com- more common breeds, like the Lab, the German Shepherd, the, the popular, Yorkie. The, the po- popular breeds. Exactly. But all of these breeds are actually divided up into seven different groups so we'll tell you those groups and we'll give you a list of a few of those breeds that fit into those groups and why they are called the why yeah. they're in these groups so
0: how do we first of like, like first how do we choose a uh, choice of breed when we're starting our research is that when we're going to start looking at it? we could look on akc website mm-hmm. ckc all of the, the the ones that we do for pedi- pedigrees or
1: um, uh, which pedigree is basically showing that timeline like
0: the, the family description, the lifestyle, everything regarding a breed, they'll give you from A to Z everything yeah. about the, the Who bug. the parents
1: were, you can see if there was any interbreeding, which there's not supposed to be.
0: Not supposed to be. But it's just really on their website they have a description of each breed. Mm-hmm. The, all the official breeds. Obviously when there's um mixes mixes or, or mutts they don't have a description no, for, for them. Sure. But technically what you have to do is that because there's a mix you might have a bit of bo- behavior of both or more a tendency on one than the other. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a little touchy. Yeah. You, can't, you don't know what to expect with your dog if it's mixed. Yeah. Um, so choice of breed, how it's going to work is that we have to check your lifestyle. Are you active, not active? Are you more in like indoors or are you going to go a lot of outdoors? Are you going to bring your dog to work, not to work? to do load maintenance height maintenance how does all these things work are you going to do activities with your dog what kind of activities yeah because certain dogs like if you want to go hiking don't get a bulldog yeah <laughs> this poor thing is going to have such a hard time breathing <laughs> I mean I'm probably it's, well they're not all the same but it's doable. we're generalizing <laughs> it's doable, it's doable. Yeah. but I mean if you'd have to get build the
1: stamina from very
0: young or you have to really just take your your hikes really slow yeah Take it at their pace (laughs) But it's really like In these types of things Like If they have difficulty breathing Depending on their genetics It's kind of important And also What we're talking about On the AKC, CKC websites Is on specific genetics From these groups What are things you like Or dislike about the breed And this is really important It's not just about Physical appearance No, no We're talking about
1: behavior Behavior
0: things that are Very common for each breed. Well, which which fits
1: into their groups as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: so we're going to go through all the groups now and tell you what are the tendencies of each. Yeah. So let's go with the first one, which is one of my favorites. I really like this one. It's a Terrier group.
1: Yeah, so the Terriers.
0: So Mila used to be a Jack Russell Terrier, because uh, she's not with me anymore. It's been a few months now. But they are crazy high (laughs) high
1: high energy guys so terrys
0: are mostly all very high drive medium to high drive but mostly high drive reason being is that they need to be quick they need to be high energy to go and hunt rodents yeah so most of them are for hunting uh mice uh, rats so jack russells are specific to rats Mm -hmm. and i've seen videos of them hunting rats and it's amazing to watch but at the same time because they're killing it in the mm. videos so it's kind of like freaky at the same time but they do their job so well
1: well they're very attentive that's why they're they're listening they're yeah. feeling under their they're feet quick. They're, yeah. they're
0: quick they go under tunnels they, agility they, oh my god I love this dog <laughs> so right now I didn't get another one
1: About high drive, you're talking about you could be playing do sports do all the time, and the dog will keep asking for more. Will
0: keep asking for more. So she would do a 30-minute nap, and then ask for more. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, I'm going crazy here. What What am I going to do with this dog? So then after it was mental stimulation yeah. and chewing. Then I went to school to dog education, yeah. and then I learned things, and then I started satisfying her needs. Yeah. At that point, she already developed a lot of behavior issues, but I was doing.
1: just I just want to point on that that's often the case is if you're not able to provide the amount of activity or stimulation mental stimulation for these medium to higher drive animals they will develop behavior issues because what are you supposed to do with all that energy if it's not getting out they're
0: just gonna put it somewhere yeah and it's not on
1: purpose they're not trying to you know mess stuff up or, or destroy things or do a bad behavior they just don't know what to do with all that energy absolutely
0: so what's for her her case, and for a lot of cases for Terriers, we'll explain that so that people expect this from this type of breed, and that's the reason why a lot of people these dogs will get abandoned or just it's not the first choice that people want, mm-hmm. because they're difficult yeah. they're, people are going to say even they're stubborn it's mm-hmm. not that they're stubborn, they just have so much, and they're very smart mm-hmm. people can't handle them so, high drive, if they don't get their energy spent, they're big barkers, they okay. could bark a lot, she was a big She was very uh, voice-type dog. She developed a lot of stress because she wasn't satisfying her needs completely until I learned at that point, okay, she was like about two, three years old where I'm like, okay.
1: And I started giving her more and
0: more and more, and then she started getting better. But uh, I did two, three years of learning, and then she developed allergies and other stuff like health issues. But that comes from where she came from. We'll talk about that after. But... Uh, Anxiety She developed like some anxiety A high stress uh, And they do have aggressive behaviors We have to specify this They have tendencies that if you react back to them They tend to be aggressive More towards going for biting Okay They don't run away these dogs are not the type that will be like, oh, I'm scared of you. Bye. I'm going to run away. That's yeah, usually they, the, the bigger dogs. That are usually, but th- them, Terriers, are a dog. Come at me, big, bro. <laughs> yes. They're a big dog in their heads, but they're small size. Yeah. And they're not scared. Okay. Like they're gonna defend themselves, so they'll go forward and bite. Okay. They'll be aggressive. So people, that's often why they get. Hey,
1: paid. if they uh, hunt rats, uh, yeah. rats will come at you. So oh, yeah. I guess that's where it comes from. Absolutely. So a lot of the behaviors that are. Um, tied to the breed come from the job that they do absolutely
0: so these dogs are good companions if you're they're always going to be with you Mm -hmm. like if you want to bring your dog on a a ride you want to bring them in your pickup you want to bring your dog with you everywhere they have a job to be a very good dog yeah because they'll be with you all the time so they're going to have energy spent all the time and they're going to ask for exercise they're going to ask for mental stimulation for chewing so they have to always keep busy so this dog technically once i wake up in the morning she was constantly have to be busy. Mm-hmm. I was always giving her interactive toys. Uh, then I would go to work. She would nap throughout the day. Then I come at home. And then she was hyper yeah. as hell. Yeah. And then I had to keep her busy again. Going on a walk again. More chewing. More interactive toys. Non-stop. Um, uh, training her tricks. And I was literally, I was busy all the time. If I was going to school, I was going to work. And then I had to take care of Milo. That was my life. <laughs> I had no time for nothing else. Oh my god. So, Guys, you have to be willing to... If you have a dog like this, it's because you have the lifestyle to, to keep up with. Yeah,
1: them. and then they'll be your best friend.
0: They'll be your best friend. <laughs> they'll love you. They're, they're very lovey. That's the thing. They have a nice personality. They're always happy. So there's downsides to them. So if you're like, oh, no, I can't with these types of dogs. I have kids. They're more at risk. Yeah. They're not ideal for kids, mm-hmm. Jack Russells, or just Terrys in general. Yeah, that's weird. We were going to mention... They, yeah. they could be bitey, right? Yeah. So... Resource guarding types yeah, like that's stuff, true. so it could be risky. So with kids, they're less recommended. Even if they start young, like young kids, and you have the puppy, but if you train them properly, then again, they should less be risks. okay. Yeah. Sh- they should be fine. But yeah. this is uh, as long as you're a, able to keep them busy. Just a hand, uh, heads up. Yeah. Then so our next group,
1: our next group is the working uh, class. So that would be a husky, shepherd, rottweiler, doberman. So these are all dogs that really they need to have a job to do
0: they have exactly so they could be less on the low side they don't have a low drive these types of dogs they're more on the medium to high yeah and depending on certain um genetics like which the breeders how they're gonna develop yeah their dogs, that's what i was gonna some say might be more active than others so yeah let's say if the shepherds have to be police dogs will they have to be high drive yeah because they have to be on it. When there's something happening, they have to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Huskies,
1: same thing. Rottweilers,
0: Wilbermans, yeah. all these things. Like, they're more... Rottweilers, they, they could go for it. They, they could definitely be more on the aggressive side. But they could be the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, they really can. So honestly, <laughs> it's not necessarily saying Rottweiler equals aggressive. You they have could be trained to protect. I because w- they're protection dogs. But they don't necessarily are aggressive.
1: So I would say that the working class... From what I'm seeing and what I'm understanding. Any breed that fits in the working class, genetics is very important. Absolutely. Because if you have a lower drive, let's say, Litter
0: could be considered more of a family dog.
1: Exactly. But maybe you're going to look for a dog that you want to bring to work with you, that you're going to have out on a farm. These could be higher drive dogs that are going to push and push and push and work and work and work. Yeah. And Look at huskies. Huskies can be really lazy, some of them. Most part, they're running yeah. all the time. Yeah. They're very close to the wolf. They want to go. They want to move.
0: Well, they're, um. what do you call that? Um, that sport. Uh,
1: Sledding? yeah, yeah, mushing. Uh, I don't know if it's called mushing, but uh, well, they
0: push on a sled. Yeah, so they're running constantly. They're running constantly, they they can tolerate cold. Yeah, they don't like hot.
1: No, so they don't. <laughs> I don't know
0: if you're in Florida, if that's a good idea to get a husky, because no. you're gonna have to put your dog on ice. They all also talk a lot. Long. They they're also very talk a talkative. Lot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this is knowing the breed. So there's so much research you can do on the breed, but just take into consideration based on the genetics that's also going to make up what type of dog that you're going to be adapting to yeah so
0: i knew a lot about this working group because my dad uh, always needed or wanted a protection dog at home Mm -hmm. just in case there was theft or at work also for the trucks they they always he just said like you know an alarm is going to ring but that's it The, Mm -hmm. the cops by the time they come our stuff is stolen the stuff is gone we need a guard dog yeah so i've always known my whole life we had guard dogs it started by german shepherds then after German Shepherds they had a lot of uh, fur maintenance they shed yeah. a lot yeah they do so my dad at some point is like man I'm always the, ho- the whole thing I'm going to work all day and then I come home and I have to brush my dog mm-hmm. so at some point after the Shepherds which they're amazing they're vocal though they have this own little uh, sound that they yeah, make yeah
1: the little whiny the barking. little whiny
0: <laughs> thing that they do so you have to expect that if you're getting a shepherd, they're working dogs again so they need to be active they're prone to anxiety yes so this yeah. is one thing to tell people. This is a very popular breed. It yes. got breeded a lot. So genetics has been messed up a lot. Yeah. So if the the genetics have been messed up, means the genetics are weaker, exactly. could be weaker. Not all of them. The breeders, you have to find the right one. They could have joint issues, anxiety issues, I've seen allergy. a lot
1: with anxiety. Uh,
0: uh, allergy recently, issues. Recently, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And German Shepherds, because of the popularity of the breed, they have a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And let's say for shows, it's very important that their, their hips are very low. Yeah, their back show. is slanted. Yeah. So, because their back is slanted, very beautiful for show, but very bad for overall lifespan. May we? Because of they're going to have hip issues uh, later Dysplasia
1: and stuff like that.
0: So, it sucks that it's for aesthetic reasons. Yeah. But that's not ideal if you say, I want my dog to last as long as possible. Absolutely. It's not good for them. They're going to be in pain eventually. Yeah, we don't want that. So, uh, Rottweilers they were when they had to show that they wanted to protect you you had, you
1: had those too we had
0: Rottweilers as well mm-hmm. not for long because that they kind of uh, they need a job to do my, they can't my, just guard they, they can't need, just guard they need to okay. do stuff so what happened at some point is that the dogs started going crazy and my dad's like man I can't I can't do this so he got rid of it mm-hmm. at that point um, and I was really sad because he was like my first dog So when, when we got rid of him I was really really upset And then afterwards we had Dobermans for quite a quite a while I know you
1: love that breed And Dobermans are
0: one of my favorites <laughs> I've, uh, I've had the uh, puppies and everything So my dad always had a male and a female So I had to experience the whole process of getting the puppies and stuff And how I learned the importance of an ethical breeder
1: yeah, so Dobermans are another one that the breed, uh, the genetics can be a little bit messy, right? The reason
0: why they they just do a lot of reproduction between brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and fathers and all for the that stuff. look. For the look, yeah, because they have a good dog, they have a good dad, and they just say, "Oh, he's amazing! He's our champion." and then they just use them over and over again with all of the females that they have but then it starts mixing up and then that messes up with genetics now
1: they have a lot of health issues now
0: they're very beautiful on the outside yeah. but ge- inside they could have a lot of uh, diseases yeah, and stuff i know so. that i
1: think it's tumors too that they're very uh, susceptible to an eye issue a lot of cardiac cardiac uh, yeah. stuff
0: in the blood they they uh their blood doesn't cloth they have this disease cloth, yeah. um, he, he, uh, what is it called Starts with a Z, I think. Really? Oh. Yeah. Anyways, it's specific It's like hemophilia type of thing. Type of thing, but it's specific to Dobermans. Okay. It's specific to Dobermans. And that's... At some point, all of my, the Dobermans we had, they, they all had something mm-hmm. when they passed away, and it was so sad. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, the, those are the ones we've had for a really long time, and they all had a little something. And then I said, well, I would have loved to do breeding of Dobermans, because they're one of my favorite breeds, but... They have so many health issues, I, I just can't. Like It's going to take me so much more research and maybe buying really expensive parents to make to sure even, that they're... To uh, even start a good breeding yeah. business of yeah. the, the Dobermans. So, amazing breed. They're very friendly. They're lovey. They're cuddly. They love you very much. They can be protective or not. They're very great family dogs, but they're active. Yeah. They need the activity or else behavior issues will come up.
1: Right. So, we're moving on to the next one. So, we have... Hounds. hounds So yeah, hounds, well, a little
0: bit from the word They howl a lot Yeah, so
1: lot. we got bloodhounds so, so those are usually the ones that the uh, police will use For uh, sniffing, sniffing out the, stuff
0: Yeah, they have the best nose.
1: Then you have beagle, you have dash hunts. So basically, well the bloodhounds They've got those big ears to scoop up the smell
0: Yeah
1: uh, Beagles are great for hunting hunting uh, smelling stuff out uh, a bit of retrieving as well but one thing i know about hounds i think you mentioned it just now they bark
0: well they howl they have that specific sound that they uh, alert like let's say they're smelling something then they want to alert you that there's something that they smell so if you don't
1: want a big barker don't get a hound (laughs) do not
0: exactly that's another one the terries bark hounds bark working could or could not be vocal Mm -hmm. depends that will be depending on genetics yeah. Regarding the parents So ask your breeder
1: I would say Are hounds a l- Lesser of a popular
0: Yeah it's group. not very popular No I don't, don't see I them d- Very often I don't know Like health wise r- Like beagle Is very popular yeah. It's a very common Dog And it's gonna be The most popular one Because it's a more Like a decent size Like yeah. a medium sized dog That people are gonna Like a lot Or a small I've seen small beagles Also uh, Dachshund also Is very popular um, So Less popular but uh, still, an amazing group. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a different. So it's good for uh, drug sniffing or for cops. Hey, if you want to um, play with the
1: dog and hide stuff, that's a good the, way to keep them stimulated work too. Work at the airport. So obviously, yeah.
0: it's not if it's not something that you guys like to do. Like go up, They they're gonna love going on walks. Because yeah, they're going to sure. sniff things all over the place. For sure. They're going to love walks. For sure. That's
1: why it could be fun playing games with them, to have them sniff stuff out in the house. Yeah, hide and seek. Yeah. I, I think they're a bit protective as well, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm i I'm not 100% sure. I know beagles can be a little territorial.
0: Um, they could, for sure. Yeah. The, in a lot of those groups, there's going to be protection, but yeah. uh, that is against... It's going to be specific to maybe that genetic mm-hmm. they have it or they don't yeah so that's why you always ask the breeder hey does your dog have this gene are your dogs more barkers are there more protection yeah are there not so that's a good thing to ask the breeder knows their dogs best yeah, so that's how sure. you that's how you ask
1: love to know where we get all the products we talk about on our podcast head to musospa.com and use promo code dog spa to get 11 off your purchases Exclusions do apply. Shipping is available all over Canada.
0: Then our next one.
1: (laughs) The next one is herding class.
0: My new puppy that I got.
1: (laughs) So you have the Corgi, the Australian Shepherd, the Border Collie. So these are all herding dogs. So
0: their job is to... uh, I was gonna say, herd the sheep mostly, yeah. or go, work at a farm.
1: Yeah, or round things up, like uh, organization. Organization
0: dogs. <laughs> so they love to nip at ankles. Yeah. So if it's something that you guys don't like when you're running around and the dog's are nipping at your ankles, you'd have to work on that behavior because that's definitely some Or stuff that moves. Yeah. If they have too much accumulated energy, they're going to start running after things that move. So cars, bicycles other dogs other stuff that moves kids running around they're gonna like stuff that moves I've heard of a lot
1: of people having issues with that and you know what I never thought of it until now I'm sure you have I've never thought about it until now that that could be very breed appropriate that that could be just a sign that well you got a, a, a collie And uh, you're not, you know, you're not giving it enough to do. So yeah, it's going to start running after the bikes and the cars and all this stuff. So
0: them are considered pretty high drive, could be medium. Some of them could be more adapted to families. Mm -hmm. But again, you still have to somewhat have a certain activity level where your dog has to be satisfied uh, chewing-wise, exercise-wise, mentally, all of those things. And because they love to run after things, Give them that job yeah. So I With Afina She's an, a mini American shepherd They're very close To the Australian shepherd They're known to her And she's running after my legs Sometimes in the house she, Now she does it much less Because now I tell her
1: Well you keep her very busy
0: too right? I keep her very busy So she, she's not doing The behavior much And Um but I know that I'm gonna love giving her activities to run after things for sure I'm
1: excited to see how she's gonna be in the summer oh
0: my god yeah I can't wait but she loves running running after stuff for sure so I will give her that option yeah I want her, but I want her to run after specific things not everything you yeah. know so this is a really nice uh group it's one of my favorites Corrigis I love Australian Shepherd all of these breeds, I just knew Border Collie is one of the highest drive of the group. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided not to even go with yeah. this breed because I knew it was too much for me. Well, that's it. It Personally, wasn't appropriate for you. It was that's... too much. It was the, uh, too yeah. too high drive. And again, this is another thing where you ask the breeder. So my breeder for Afina had different br- uh, different drive dogs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more at- athletic or more family owned. And Afina's more on the family owned side but yet yeah, they're still herding dogs so we still need to side yeah, you still have needs. those
1: tendencies absolutely so we will talk about the fifth group which is the sporting group so another very popular group
0: yes the labradors cockers pointer this is their one are less popular N-
1: well they're more for hunting i've seen more pointers in the hunting uh, people who hunt a lot yes. they would have one or two pointers absolutely yeah so if you guys don't know what that is they basically stand they just, on uh, three feet and point, <laughs> point whether there's ha- something happening <laughs> whether
0: hunting or something they're going to be pointing out where that which direction the animal is to do the hunting So that's really fun There's actually
1: a lot of breeds That do that out of instinct I've noticed Like um, Even in the hounds group I think it was a beagle That i seen do
0: that A few times Because they're kind of In both of them yeah. Beagles are considered In the sporting and hounds Yeah, But they put them in the hounds Yeah so they'll
1: lift one paw And stick out their neck And their tail will be straight And they're, they're sniffing for it It's and... kind
0: of the small size Of pointers
1: Okay oh okay okay that makes sense
0: yeah that makes sense so that's why but they got kind of a little bit removed from the group because they were used more on the hound side
1: yeah so like labs too they'll go like retrieves yeah yeah. they're gonna go retrieve ducks you have uh oh what was that other breed the duck uh duck
0: tolling retriever yeah yeah Yeah, so that's
1: also in that sporting uh Cocker
0: spaniel again it's the spaniels all the spaniels will be in this group and the cocker spaniel is very uh, popular as well. The reason being why I know is well from grooming. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna do grooming, the cocker spaniel is gonna be pretty, uh, pretty popular. There are dogs that don't like grooming though, so this is something that yeah. you, you guys have to expect. These dogs tend to be reactive in mm-hmm. grooming, and um, they have the desensitization or the force-free grooming is definitely what I would recommend for this this breed specifically.
1: Perfect. Good to know.
0: Toys This is a very popular one for most families
1: Yeah, the toy group So more and more and more and more popular
0: Yes, so now we have Chihuahua, Pug, Shih Tzu, Pomeranians, Yorkie Yorkie so very popular reason being is because they're not considered medium or even high drives they're more on the low end so they don't need as much exercise yet I would still recommend to offer it to your dog because it's still a, it's still a dog
1: well yeah and a lot of mental stimulation because something that I've noticed with this toy breed is that they're they they're can anxious. be very anxious yeah. yeah and a lot of times just as certain dogs if you don't give them enough stimulation they'll destroy things or they'll develop bad behaviors well these dogs might Just it might turn into stress faster than anything.
0: Yes, and because they're small-sized, they could be more fearful on their end because they're smaller. So what would happen if they're fearful? They could bark a lot as well.
1: Yeah, and then that affects their organs a lot faster as well because they're they're very small. You know, the smaller the dog is too, especially when it's a lot of breeding, like we mentioned before. They live longer too. Yeah, they live a little bit longer, but they might have health issues. They might have genetic issues. You know, when this this, uh, group... Of uh, breeds got very popular people started over breeding
0: absolutely so any any breeds that are popular are at risk of over breeding yeah so then more research has to be done on these dogs because they're more popular and then not all breeders are the ideal breeder yeah
1: something i just thought of that i wanted to mention since we're talking about i just thought about it because we're talking about toy and i know a lot of the toy breeds they go for white dogs now something that you told me that i did not know before is yes. that any cat or dog that's all white or mostly white, they actually have a lower, like, immune response, possibly. Like, they're more yeah. prone to health issues. So what
0: happens is this is also, like, albino. Mm-hmm. Now the dogs are not albino because they don't have red eyes. Mm-hmm. But albino tends to have more health issues. Mm-hmm. Now dogs, the only thing missing is, missing is that they don't have red eyes or red skin, like a um, mm. tinted nose or tinted paws, pink. Yeah. So, because they have no pigment in their fur, their genetics are made differently, mm-hmm. which make them weaker. Yeah. So they're more prone, immune-wise. They're more prone to allergies, more prone to skin issues. Um, it's. Nice because it's white and it looks clean. They're beautiful. When, when they're washed, yeah. they look super clean and white, and it's so shiny. It's like, oh wow, this dog's beautiful. But again, we're always talking beauty. Sometimes when we're focused too much on beauty, equals mm-hmm. we can have health issues. Yeah, we have to be careful with that. Yeah, I just wanted
1: to pop that in there because it it's, just... a, it's
0: a really good question. <laughs> it's very good. And we have
1: our last group,
0: which is also another popular one.
1: Yeah. So we have the non-sporting slash companion group.
0: So we have Bulldogs, Dalmatian, Poodle, Catantulaire, a lot of common breeds here. reason, again, being is because it's not, again, high-drive dogs, so ideal for families that are less active. Yeah. In this group, there's going to be all types, which is fun, is that you're going to have low-maintenance dogs, so less grooming, Mm -hmm. so they're very short-haired dogs. Uh, but some are more prone Like let's say bulldogs Or any dogs that have A short face Yeah Like a short breathing, muzzle breathing, breathing issues So they might have Health issues yeah. These dogs again I want to mention it I think I have mentioned it Maybe in another podcast But they're not born naturally Yeah You have to C-section They have to be born By C-section Yeah So these dogs Would not exist in natural So if we There's no more humans on a planet this dog will be uh, instinct. yeah it's Go not gone. gonna take long for it to be gone they're gonna be gone because they can't be born naturally yeah that's
1: another thing about this group the non-sporting companion group i would i'm pretty sure is the one that's most uh Modified. crossed yeah so let's say look the poodle is in here the poodle is a higher uh, maintenance for grooming of yes. course but then there's so many doodles now so now you're taking breeds from different groups so a lot of people think, oh, okay, a doodle like a lab, a labradoodle, they think hypoallergenic. It's there's no such thing as hypoallergenic. We've said this so many times before. All it ha- you even posted something recently that I yeah, really I liked about it on that. Yeah,
0: posted on Facebook is that they're saying that the allergen is coming from saliva, the skin, and all of these types of things, and not the fur. Yeah. So it's not the fur that makes a dog hypoallergenic if you're allergic to dog it's because you're allergic to the saliva yeah they lick their fur you touch the dog's body and you get a, you're allergic yeah to it.
1: and different people are going to have different types of allergies and different sensitivities so if unless you're going to go start to test the molecules in your dog's saliva dander and in your body it's really not you can't just generalize it and say i'm going to get a hypoallergenic dog and then it doesn't work out and you have to give it away so
0: go check on our uh Facebook page We posted about it This guy It was They did a lot of research And they explain Exactly what it is And that it's A myth Yeah that dogs Do not exist Yeah so
1: that That's important to know I, I mentioned the The crossing of the breeds As well because Let's say look A lab Is gonna be In the sporting and a poodle is in the non-sporting slash companion so you might get more of a tendency of a dog that's maybe higher energy higher drive that wants to go chase things and bring things back when you're thinking you're going to get a poodle who's going to be more lower drive maybe a little more uh, relaxed it's
0: kind of funny that poodle isn't the non-sporting because i would have put it in the sporting yeah because they are pretty retrievers um, yeah well, maybe a long time ago. Yeah. Now, today, they're more considered for grooming shows yeah. and grooming-related but stuff. But then again, it
1: depends on what you're going to get. Sure. Every dog's going to have a different personality. Layla's yeah. definitely not calm, so... Oh, no, 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 no,
0: no. Layla, Layla's pretty much medium to even high drive, I yeah. would say. Like, But she's still able to be at home and sleep and, true. and nap and stay down. That's true. But once she's awake and she wants something, she doesn't let you go.
1: We see so many doodles that have stress issues. This is something that I've noticed a trend of. And I don't know if it's because there's so many different I think mixes.
0: I think it's just a lot of our society nowadays that humans are anxious.
1: And they're very empathetic and it, animals, And they're very too. empathetic
0: yeah. animals, so they tend to get anxious as well. So now the person's like, I'm stressed. Now they're looking at their dog, they're like, oh my god, my dog has anxiety. I want to help my dog.
1: And a lot of people did get, during COVID, a lot of doodles. Because it was considered a very family-oriented breed. Which I, it absolutely can be. Absolutely. There's everything in there for them to be a perfect family dog. But in COVID, we couldn't even go outside half the time.
0: No, so they were a lot. That's where our next episode, we're going to talk about the puppy wellness and care and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about socialization. And if your dog's been stuck at home for a whole year and then goes outside, you guys are going to get a nice surprise. And that's what a lot of people with COVID, where we call now today, once everything got reopened where we call them COVID dogs yeah. because they all have some sort of fear issues. issue yeah. anxiety issues they're not socialized they just are comfortable at they home they couldn't get
1: groomed they couldn't go uh, yeah exactly outside so they're stressed about things they jump all over the place uh, it's not the say... Less
0: education. They have not gotten ed- education. They didn't go to puppy class. They didn't go to obedience yeah. class, so...
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk about it, too, in the next episode, but I think it's, what, in the first six or seven months that you're really putting a big imprint on the future of the yes. dog's life? it's
0: very important, till at least... Uh, the m- five-month point is very important. Okay, so it's five, even. Yeah, yeah. very important.
1: So that's the group, uh, the group of breeds, guys, the different classes. Um, for sure, that we could have gone on with this probably for the rest of the episode that's why
0: i kind of separated this type of subject in more than one episode because if we would have talked about the whole thing from a to z it would have been a super long episode yeah
1: so let's talk about where now now we know the different breeds we need to look at their activity level their maintenance their your lifestyle their genetics now once you've decided what you want and that it's the best fit for you where do you go to get this dog
0: So now I'm talking about all of the options and then I'm going to say what I recommend personally as my opinion. Okay. So we could go to a breeder. Again, now there's different types of breeders. There's different levels of good to bad. There could be good breeders and there could be bad breeders. You Mm -hmm. have to do your research. It's not because he's a breeder that that means it's a good one.
1: And remember, everybody who wants to make a sale is a salesperson. Yes.
0: (laughs) 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 Then we have shelters. Then we have pet stores and we have backyard breeders. Yeah. So that's why I said where there's different types of breeders. Where I'm putting breeder and backyard breeder not in the same category, I'll tell you the difference. So a breeder is gonna come with official paperwork, mm-hmm. they're gonna come with a pedigree, they're gonna do testing, genetic testing, personality testing, again, not all of them. That's why you guys have to do your research and you have to ask them questions. Yeah. Their contract, read their contract, is it a good one? Not a good one.
1: A lot of times they're gonna talk about what you can feed the dog, what you can, yeah. h- how you can breed the dog. So this is something that people they get so excited about getting the puppy that they might not read the whole contract through. Yes. Read the whole contract through. Read
0: the whole contract and make sure that it is con- like convenient for you and that you're happy with it. And there's not something in it that's you have a bad feeling about. It. If you have a bad vibe of it about it, just don't get a dog. Yeah. Don't don't get that dog right now from that breeder. Yeah. Wait and, and look for another breeder really important to do your research now the other ones pet stores usually now nowadays it's getting it's getting there and it's fun they're gonna sell shelter dogs really yes wow i didn't know that not all of them nature from here that we have nature sells only shelter animals okay um but not all of them often what they're gonna do is that they're gonna have people just walking in with a box
1: oh yeah and they leave it on the doorstep
0: no they just go there and say like hey I have puppies for sale you want them Uh. and they're gonna say like oh 100 bucks each whatever the price and then them they're gonna sell it for 10 times the price at the pet store Hmm. so you think I'm gonna buy a dog for 700 dollars wow
1: yeah I'm gonna
0: get a great dog no those dogs we don't even know what their where they come from where they come from we don't know their health we don't know the parents you guys are adopting a dog that was locked up in a cage or a box at the pet store had no exercise no socialization
1: oh actually yeah that's a good point because a lot of people want to save the dogs save the 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 shelter dogs and and rescues that's amazing but expect that not it it might not go so smoothly because you have no idea where they came from
0: no so at the pet store that's it you don't know where they're coming from there's no no history there's no nothing and because they're locked in a box who knows how long they've been there well, they're going to have some issues. It yeah. could be behavior. It could be health. It could be pretty much all of the above. So it's very risky to get at a pet store. Just because you're going to buy a dog at a store, it's not... I think it's not something you should buy at a store. It's a living being. Yeah. Shouldn't be in a store Yeah, I in agree. the first place. And so we said the breeder and backyard breeder, what's the difference? So backyard breeder doesn't have official papers. They're just breeding dogs and selling you dogs just like that. They're on Kijiji... Uh, ads on facebook ads all over the place they're just selling dogs on the side because they had a male and a female or they said hey i want to make some extra money here you go those dogs again we have no clue these people yeah. don't know much about the breed yeah. they know about their dog personally yeah. but they don't know
1: yeah i mean you can baby. always get lucky and come across one person who has a really built well-behaved dog maybe their friend had another really well-behaved dog of the same breed they have one uh, you know one party of puppies and you might get really good dogs out of it however if there's people doing this for money
0: mm. well then you're not getting the information yeah. again this dog like there's no information given there's no education given there's no contract there's no s- follow-ups because yeah. the breeder usually is going to follow up like, i love my dogs i love my puppies doing. and now there's nothing it's just here it's here's a dog ciao bye yeah And now we don't know what to expect now, this dog. Is it going to have health issues? Is it going to have behavior issues? We don't know. Mm -hmm. So this is obviously not what I would prefer. I've been through that at the beginning. This is kind of like how we got dogs at the beginning. My dad, for the working dogs, he got dogs from a pet training uh, facility. So he got guard dogs that were already trained. That's how he got dogs. We're not checking health here. Mm -hmm. We're not checking nothing. Only behavior. They know how to guard. So we don't know about the history of anything So that's for me, no pedigree, no health no. Any- I don't know what I'm getting Okay, I'm getting a dog that's trained and listens very well And but could guard my house so when- But that's it
1: yeah.
0: uh, Other than that, when it was my personal dog for at home When I asked for a dog It was backyard breeders that we went for But, again, my first dog I thought was a Chihuahua It said on the ad Come and buy a Chihuahua Okay, let's. I'm coming I went to go get dog It was not a chihuahua really? It was a chihuahua mix
1: huh? But they sold it as a chihuahua They sold
0: it as a chihuahua So you don't know what you're even getting at that point point. And uh, and then after again The same way when I lost that dog Because that, that dog ran away I told myself I cannot stay without a dog at home I said I want a dog Again we're looking through the newspapers And again chihuahua Now this one was It looked like a chihuahua for real I can't know if it's. it was 100% purebred situation is the dog had a lot of health issues mm-hmm. my dog lived up to seven and eight seven eight when they could live 20 18 wow. 20 fifteen wow but she, he was seven and eight why because he started getting so many health issues my parents I was I didn't have my own wallet at at that point <laughs> and my parents said well it's gonna cost like three to four thousand dollars for all of the issues he has and it's not getting better from here mm-hmm. because now the dog my dogs are getting seizures okay yeah. And with the seizures, with medication, is not controlled 100%. Yeah. And a seizure is eventually decreased lifespan. Yeah. So I said, well, if we're not gonna do the surgeries and we're not gonna give the medications and do all these things, my dog is suffering. Yeah. So no choice, we have to put the dog down. And my condition was, I want another dog. Again, it was the same <laughs> situation. So I had a really hard time with grief because I was, I felt guilty because the dog was young and could have lived much longer. But it wasn't my choice at that point, and I had to... Accept it. I had to accept yeah. it. And then I got Myla, so that's pretty much where <laughs> the story is going. Uh, Mila was at a... dog. Oh, look, this is another one that I haven't put here on the list. Puppy Mill.
1: Oh, wee. Oui, puppy Mill. This is a big one. It's, it's becoming more... People are more aware of it now, I'd A little say. bit
0: more, but there's still people that don't... They miss the red flags. So Puppy Mills is just a place where there's a lot of dogs. The same breed. Often enough, no, it could be different oh, breeds. Yeah? could be different breeds they could breed purebred like they say it's a purebred but it's obviously there's no official papers again could be mutts okay there's no official papers for there's no official no so they just have a lot of dogs at that location and every time the female's in heat babies 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 and that's not good the female's always having babies at this point that's not good for their health and she's exhausted yeah
1: What is it? Three? Three litters they're supposed to have And that's it?
0: Ethically, yeah Three maximum And uh, So that's the crazy part Puppy mill The reason how I didn't know at that time Again, because I was unexperienced And I knew nothing at that time Because I was a teenager, right? I was 16 Um, We go again to a store But it was kind of like a farm They were doing a lot of dogs Mm. She was inside a glass cage With her sister and then I said, okay, let's look at the two puppies There are two Jack Russells I said, okay, I want a Jack Russell There was two, two sisters Her and the sister They take each out individually And then I was like, okay uh, The sister, she seemed more confident She's like, uh, she was completely She was more brown Less white, more brown Mila was more white But Mila was destroyed She had wounds on her face She had wounds on her head and then I asked I'm like what, what's going on what's wrong with her and it's like oh she got a fight she got into a fight with her sister and me already I'm like that I'm like man she's not good here oh. and I looked at her when they put her back in the cage I was like looking at my parents I'm looking at her I'm like I'm getting her out of here Yeah. I'm like I don't care oh. she's sweet she was like oh, like this on the corner all the, like she was pity it was yeah. just like the pity Like I was like oh my god poor her why is she here Yeah. she's not meant to be here I'm like I have to get her out of here mm-hmm. So that's how I, like, I had um, a feeling in my heart that I'm like, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And I have to take her. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I asked the question, can I see the parents? Oh, no, 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 the, the mommy, she's tired. The father's not here anymore and the, the mommy, she's tired. Uh, she's, she's on a break, she's upstairs.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a red flag, guys. That's a red flag.
0: If you can't see the parents, it's a red flag. hmm so at that point, at that point, I just said to myself, "Get her out! I don't care! I just yeah. want to get her out of there." So that was my decision. I knew already there was a red flag, but I'm like, "I have to get her out of here! I don't care what's yeah. gonna come with the situation." Fate was sealed. <laughs> <laughs> it was done already at that point. So uh, and then it's like all the things that she had. She had skin issues. She had behavior issues. She had a lot of stuff, and that probably comes from the fact that she. Came so stress at
1: a at a young age, maybe stress while she was in the tummy of the mom. The mom was stressed. Bad genetics. She was yeah. in a
0: location where there was fights. There was no control. Mm-hmm. She got bitten by a dog. She never liked dogs her whole life. Yeah, that's and true. That's a mm-hmm. big reason. I mm-hmm. would assume where it comes from. And she needed a lot of work in, in every in every way possible. Yeah. So that's where I don't recommend puppy mills because yeah okay you want to save the dog now you went there you visited you're like okay i have to get this dog out of here prepare yeah, yourself but don't encourage the puppy mill
1: exactly that's the thing you want to get them out but the more we get them out they can continue going
0: so we have to stop eventually yeah. at the end we're gonna save them eventually but mm-hmm. don't buy it yeah. don't buy them yeah know that there's a puppy mill go in and denounce them but don't go buy it. Exactly. That that would be my suggestion if you ever find a dog in that in that situation. Because yeah. yes, we do want to save them for, for sure. For sure, of course. We want to get them out of there. Uh, then we have uh, shelter, and shelter is just the ones that were abandoned. So either why we're talking wrong choice of breed, mm-hmm. behavior issues, I'm left out on allergies. Uh, the, the amount of issue, um, the reasons why people abandon, Un- unlimited. there's just unlimited, Un- unfortunately, unfortunately. Which
1: sometimes you can get information on where they came from, which is a good thing. Sometimes you can't.
0: So not all abandonments are bad Yeah Because it could happen Oh yeah It could happen in a situation Where you're like Really I cannot Some, Someone I've
1: seen a lot Is like uh, My kid developed an allergy Like a severe allergy Yeah And it's like okay Well there's only so much You can do Obviously you don't want To get rid of this dog But if your, kid, your child's Getting an uh, asthma attack you know they, they can't breathe there's only so much you can do yeah so I've seen that a lot where you know the family will say I'm not just giving the dog to anybody I want to find them a good home which is the it's the best way to reintroduce your pet to a new home if you have to yeah
0: um,
1: but yeah there like you said there's so many different reasons of why people would bring their dogs to shelters I probably think there's the majority of them that aren't the most positive but
0: yeah so I would say from shelters save them. But expect the work that comes with it. They might have behavior issues. They were abandoned, so they might have separation anxiety. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's
1: actually something, too. We were talking about the groups before. When you're adopting, consider the group of dog that you're adopting, plus the the behavioral issues and the stress that could be coming with that dog. Yes. You know, especially, like, if you're adopting a five-year-old poodle who's stressed, you're going to need to go get him groomed. So maybe before you get this dog, look into a behavioral groomer, look into a, a trainer, look into what you can do to make the dog's life a little bit easier once you adopt them. Yeah. That way you're saving yourself a a, a diffi- more difficult transition. Yeah, so
0: knowing okay, yes, I am adopting a dog that requires grooming, what's grooming? Yeah. How many times per year? Mm-hmm. Can I afford this? This is also budget-wise. Big time. Can you afford yeah. a dog that's short short hair? will require less grooming yeah. and could be done at home, let's say, versus poodles or Cocker Spaniels or uh, Shih Tzu, where they're going to actually need a professional groomer or that you learn to groom and then you get all those tools. Yeah, Grooming tools are not cheap. No. So it's either you expect to equip yourself with all of these things and then you do it yourself, yeah. you learn, or you go and get it done at a groomer and know how, much, how many times you have to go per year what's the type of haircut you want and how many times you have to go so this is you have to speak with a groomer yeah. and ask um, so that's really important we were talking a lot about activity since the beginning which is pretty much I think the main point it's extremely important um, so that's that guys for that um, now we now let's let's say my number one choice would go not only Okay. Sure.
1: Personality—if it's higher drive, higher energy, more sensitive—they're gonna take the time to observe the dog. So,
0: before choosing a puppy, they have to be minimum six weeks old. Yeah. Six to eight weeks. E- yeah, old. I was
1: gonna say even more than that. It's more better. than that.
0: Six to eight weeks, so that they know their personality and they know which family goes with which dog.
1: Yeah, and it's not—it doesn't hurt to have them with the mom a little bit longer. Yeah, certain
0: breeds. Yeah. So for me, she was saying that for the uh, sh- the herding dogs, it's not necessarily because they're so smart. They're more independent They're they're more independent And they learn very fast They don't need Their mother anymore So at 8 weeks They're ready to leave Some other breeds Like non-sporting Recommend That they stay With the parents For at least Up to 12 Mm -hmm. weeks Mm -hmm. So that's another thing That's important Ask all these questions To know Okay is it it, Is it good that My dog should stay longer With the parents Or no Yeah And that's one thing If they just want to Get rid of the puppies As fast as possible That's a A red flag Yeah like, I just want, okay, it's eight weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, let's go. Seven weeks, I'm sorry, but that's early. Mm-hmm. They still need to learn quite a little bit till then. Let's and if the mother got separated early, yeah. like, let's say if the, the puppies are just in a litter box by themselves without the mother, where are they learning their behaviors from? No, Where's the it. mom? Where's the dad? They need to learn behaviors. And if they don't have the mother there, well, there's going to be lack of education already from there, yeah. from the from the mom or the dad. Uh, other than that, official papers So pedigrees Genetic testing They're going to show you the genetic testing From all of the mother and the father What are the diseases that are more common for certain breeds?
1: Yeah, they're going to give this all to you They'll maybe. give this all yeah. to
0: you and they'll show it to you mm-hmm. So it, as much transparency that they could show you The more ethical they Well, are. I mean,
1: in reality They should be being transparent They're trying to, you know They're, they're gav- giving you a member of your family they want to inform you on the most possible stuff that they can so that you can have a healthy dog that lives a long time and has a happy life.
0: Yeah. So then there's the warranty as well. They'll, they'll give you a contract. Uh, one thing that we can't control much and because they're trying to control reproduction is that the dog has to get fixed. Mm-hmm. There is mixed things talking all over the place where it would be ideal for our dogs to not be fixed. Yeah. So hopefully that there's things ones. coming in the near future where this will be changed. Uh, where there's maybe surgeries that can be done Like for humans Where we're not necessarily removing all of the organs But we can't reproduce yeah. Other than just removing the whole thing
1: Yeah, the reason why, guys, is You know, a lot of people think Oh, just uh, get the dog fixed And the hormones will be re- regulated Well, they're seeing that in long-term studies um, It's affecting joints Yeah, it's affecting and that the dogs need these hormones And the cats need these hormones To have a healthier body A healthier immune system Later on in life so it's like, here we could do vasectomies for, uh, for humans, we can t- uh, tie tubes. Basically, that would be the most ideal thing for pets too. Yes. But, obviously, not there's not the as vets. much research done in the pet industry. Not all of the vets are going to offer that. So this is, again, becoming a personal choice.
0: Yes, so for now, because it's in the contract, I would say, if it's written in the contract, as long as they're telling you
1: and you're not see, that they're
0: yeah. not getting it fixed at two, three months old before leaving... That, for me, that's, again, a red flag. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not healthy. It's not healthy for them (laughs) They're not even
1: developed yet. (laughs) They're
0: not even developed yet, and they're already fixed. So that, obviously, for me, is already a red flag. Um, But if they have a contract where, okay, first heat for the female, at least minimum. The male, wait till at least 12 months. Mm -hmm. Because at 12 months, at least all the joints and everything have been... Fully uh, formed. Fully formed. So at that point, if they do get fixed, there's things we have from Adored Beast... um, they write articles all over their website and they send newsletters and they said which supplements could help once you get them fixed, which supplements help to keep them as healthy as possible your
1: go-to? Your go-to is good after that?
0: Uh, no, there's Phyto, Synergy, oh, and other stuff mm-hmm. So, again, ask us and we'll let you know, we'll send you the link exactly from their website because um, it's still a, the option nowadays because we're trying to avoid over-reproduction and stuff so this is kind of still a thing and the uh, contract other things that i would say for me what i loved i'm gonna say about my f- personal experience with afina is she has a fur ever home so if ever something happens that i pass away and nobody in my family wants to keep her or i just say no i don't want nobody in my family to keep my dog because they they don't have the lifestyle ideal for my dog she takes them back and rehomes them
1: really the breeder
0: the breeder wow so this is something I was like, wow, this is amazing. That, I've is, never heard of that before. That is amazing. So she offers that. She'll take them back. Either she'll keep them if she can't find a family or she'll she'll find them a family if okay. she finds the ideal That's family. That's
1: reassuring. That way they don't end up in shelters and places like that. Yes. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So that was one thing I really enjoyed. Um, uh, she she gave... Um, what was the other things in the warranty also? Like the time for fixing, she's, she's saying like later on, more later on in life... Um, she's not forcing me into anything, specific things in the contract. Like, oh, you have to do this. Like, if they have to force you into something, why? Well, yeah, why? What's the reason? Like, a, a specific nutrition. We were talking about this at the beginning of the podcast. Doesn't
1: that usually have to do with sponsoring? Sponsorships?
0: Well, the thing is that if they feed... Like, let's say they've been a breeder for a really long time. They've been a breeder for, like, 10 years. Their dogs have been eating this food for 10 years, and now their dogs are healthy. Well, they're they're going to say, hey feed this food for sure your dog's gonna be healthy yeah because it's their compatible. dogs are yeah. so that's why so but if they they really do that why
1: mm-hmm.
0: just because you want to make sure they're healthy it's because they want to avoid let's say feeding food from walmart or they want star foods the foods that are just not quality mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to avoid okay, yeah. but don't force people to feed a specific one no everybody lives a
1: different reality in a different situation and can give different things to their pets like for me if
0: it would have said like oh you have to feed kibble if not the contract uh, is ripped like it doesn't exist anymore like you have no warranty for for health issues i would have be like i'm not signing the contract like forget it for sure i had nothing in that one but while i was doing my research i've seen a lot of those and that i did not like no I wouldn't like that either I didn't like that so that was one thing that during my research that I was like wow um, choosing the puppy for personality choosing them at minimum six weeks don't just say I am reserving a puppy here you go oh yeah. I want this one
1: yeah that's something a lot of people do I want like that one and of, that's it that's and all. that's
0: it so you're choosing just by physical look and not necessarily the uh, the uh, personality Yeah. so that's a lot of breeders they do that but ethical breeders will actually wait for the personality test before letting you choose a puppy Uh, The puppy program, this is really super interesting And the reason why I love it so much Is because I do behavior, I do wellness I do all these things, force-free grooming They will practice grooming on them Nail clipping, bats Brushing They'll do the touch, they'll do sounds They'll give them mental stimulation So they'll give them a park So it's exposure 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 to different types of textures So already at that age Before even leaving the breeder they already have experienced so many things Mm -hmm. so they'll be ready for life so that's another thing that I love a lot about if the breeder offers that not mandatory but I find that it it gives you it gives you an extra step already from the beginning I find it was much easier I noticed like Layla still had a puppy program no that's for for that side it's the same Layla Mm. and Afina had a puppy program they both had personality tests their warranties were very similar. Layla, what I liked was she was already on raw. Yeah. So for me, it was very easy to just, hey, she's eating raw already. All right, cool. Let me just put her on raw. Yeah. There was no transitions to do. Afina, she was eating kibble. I had to search her to raw. It was a little more complicated. I thought it was a bit touchy when I did the changes and everything. So, but it was doable. It's done. She's and now good. I'm doing it my way. Um, other than that, uh So let's say, because now we're talking, we we talked about different types of what I see as green flags and red flags. Now, my personal experiences, Layla and Afina were very similar. Afina, I I really got to choose. I looked at all the puppies and I chose which one I wanted. She told me the personalities of each one. And because Mm -hmm. she told me, well, you're a dog educator... You work in the dog business. Choose your dog. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna choose the dog for you. I recommend you this one, but hey, mm-hmm. go on and choose whatever one you want. Mm-hmm. They could be all, they could all work for you, except the high drive one. Cause I told her I'm like I don't want too high drive, and there was one of them that was very 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 high drive. So she's like this this dog needs a very active family, but all the other ones I could have chosen them. Okay, so she's yeah. like I'll choose any of them. They're not none of them are reserved yet. So go go for it. So that's how I chose Afina Because she looked balanced She was not too much active Not lazy She was not like on the back end Where she was not social She was participating But not all all over you So she's like fearful But she learns very fast So I just tell She's a balanced dog for me So I really enjoyed that Layla, she was the last one of the litter But because the breeder wanted to keep her For breeding And for shows because she was the prettiest one. Mm. So when I decided to go and adopt her, I didn't get to choose anything. I just looked at her. I thought she was good looking. And okay, she's a good breeder. She feeds raw. I like her contract. I want to do co-breeding because I was supposedly going to do the whole program with breeder with the breeder. It ended up not working out because we have to wait till two years to do the testing to make sure if sh- she's ready for breeding or not. And mm-hmm. she was not part of it. She couldn't be part of the pup- the uh, breeding program. So then she got fixed.
1: Okay.
0: Because of her hips. Very lightly, very minimal, but just enough to say no for breeding. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. That they don't breed on any issues. No, for sure. That
1: wouldn't be good for her. Then she yeah. could have puppies that might not be... They like, might get worse. Yeah. Like her, she
0: might be- get a minimal hip issues and then the puppies might get a big health issue, a mm. uh, hip issue. So that's why she was removed, but... I didn't get to choose Behavior wise Personality wise Yeah I just got her And I said okay It's a good breeder This this that I'm saying. And again okay. the same thing I'll deal with it Because I'm a dog trainer And because it's been 10 years I had in a puppy I had it rough with her Yeah So Crate training was very easy Afina It was a hard The crate training They were different training So I had to manage Because I said Oh I'll do this I'll do it the same way As I did with Layla Afina was not the same dog yeah, So I had to sure. adapt For sure so we'll talk more on that side of the behavior on the next episode part two and at the end we have so we talked about everything regarding the the dogs now how to prepare once you decided okay i chose my puppy i chose my breeder i chose everything what do i do before getting the dog so keep researching on the breed keep learning what are the things that the
1: already plan out the different types of activities the grooming
0: go on and do your research for the groomer yeah uh what are the maintenance that i could do just really start your research already from the before getting the dog because once you get the dog you will be busy
1: oh yeah you need to know what to expect in your first nights how to do the cage training basic accessories you might need like a
0: harness a collar a leash you know the bowls um Yeah, get ready for the first nights, what to expect, like, if the dog uh, is going to be crying, for sure, because they're going to get separated from the brothers and sisters, from the mother, so expect that those first nights might be a little rough.
1: Well, we actually have a product called Adaptil that I didn't know about until this year, which is pheromones from a pregnant mother, or a mother that just had... puppies
0: yeah so the same hormones and then all of a sudden that will help calm them
1: yeah so it's actually in like a diffuser
0: or a spray so it's it's very natural there's no side effects it's not chemicals so
1: spraying that the first few nights just to help adapt and transition could be very helpful there's some dogs that don't respond to it at all but there's some that do so it's worth taking that chance
0: adaptil is really for mostly puppies because it's still very recent the smell of the mother Mm. so it will work better If your dog is older, it's a 50-50 chance it will will work. Mm -hmm. And uh, the adaptation, just make sure that it's not the behavior of your puppy. Once you get it the first week, two weeks, three weeks, that's not the dog you're going to get. The dog's personality is going to come out and the difficult stuff will start after three to six weeks. So... Don't make any don't make any
1: decisions about anything until three to six weeks. At the beginning, yeah, you'll
0: be surprised, and there's a stuff that's gonna happen every week, so get get used to
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna come back for you guys for, for part, part two. two. Stay tuned.